This podcast was recorded April 30th, 2020. Hello, I'm Tom Thompson with John Lothian News in Chicago. This is a podcast in our occasional series on the burgeoning cannabis marketplaces. We cover both marijuana and hemp, and today we're going to talk mostly about marijuana and mostly about what is going on in Illinois right now. I'm visiting with Curry Jordan and Sparky Rose, a couple of our friends at Supercritical. Hello, Curry. Hey, Tom. Thanks so much for having us on today. Oh, and hi, Sparky. How are you? Uh, Fantastic, Tom. And it's nice and sunny out today, so what's not to like? Um, I know you spoke with my colleague Suzanne Cosgrove a few weeks ago about the effects of COVID-19 on the cannabis industry. And today I have a very quick update from an unexpected quarter. There are reports out of D.C. that House Speaker Pelosi is demanding that the next coronavirus bill provide relief for cannabis banking. So I don't think that's an effect of the uh, pandemic that anybody saw coming. What do you think? No, but we're we're very happy that it's happening. I can tell you that. Do you think it'll pass, Carrie, or not? I think it will be a challenge. I really do hope that cannabis companies can get some relief because they are an essential business, as many states have identified, uh, going to serve people at critical times like this. And I think it's imperative for them to have access to resources that other small businesses have. Another thing occurred to me about the fact that they are required to do cash banking, and that is that cash is a lot more dangerous than credit cards, right, in an epidemic like this. So it seems to have a medical uh, and public health basis. So Illinois is expanding the number of licenses for craft growers, infusers, and transporters. What's meant by craft grower? I liken the term craft grower in cannabis to that of beer or wine. It's generally going to be a product that is grown in small batches from micro producers as opposed to large generic producers. So something like a a craft beer uh, versus a Budweiser manufacturing facility. Um, Generally speaking, these Craft grow would be a small part of the overall market, say two to three percent of the market, or you know, in cannabis terms, twenty to thirty kilos a year. It could also be defined in terms of the method of production or the scope and size of the production. But generally, small batches, hand tended. What's a cannabis infuser? That was a kind of a new term for me. What's an infuser? So an infuser is the the end result of a process of infusing another substance, usually oil, with the flavor and aroma of cannabis. Infusions are made for use primarily in cooking and baking rather than for consumption on their own, um, you know, like gummies or brownies. And unlike extracts or concentrates, they're diluted and not con- and just not concentrated in form. So you wouldn't buy infused product for for smoking or inhaling, you'd use it for preparing something else, a beverage or a food item. So So the application period for this latest batch of licenses was supposed to close at the end of last month, meaning March 31st, 
but it's closing today. Um, I suppose some of your clients may have been applicants. Uh, did they were they able to comply with this extension, or do they still need more time? Do you think? Sort of yes and no. Um, there were a lot of uh, caveats that were put forward with the last extension. So originally, uh, the Department of Ag, who is, controls the um, the craft grow, the infuser, and the transportation licenses, um, the original uh, deadline for these applications was March 15th. And then um, there was an extension uh, after March 15th to, uh, at that point it was April or March 30th. So it gives a two week extension um, to get the applications in. And then because COVID really started to take off, they extended it an additional 30 days. Um, there are some problems with the extension. One, largely because of COVID, is that uh, the it's very difficult to get uh, zoning uh, issues uh, sorted out. And so one of the caveats they put in this new extension was that if you didn't have your zoning square, you could still go ahead and send it in. And then when they go to score it and they get to your application, they'll send you what's called a deficiency notice. And typically you have 10 days to solve the deficiency. Um, we're hoping that for something like zoning, they'll give more than 10 days because that's generally not something you can solve in 10 days. And even if you start today, it's going to be a while till you get your zoning square. Um, but that's one of the issues. Another issue that they're having um, outside of just uh, the zoning uh, was also a fingerprint issue. So typically when you put in an application, you have to have live scan fingerprints and they can't be more than 30 days old. And pushing these deadlines was going to make some people out of compliance. And of course, because of the pandemic, you couldn't go get your fingerprints done. And that was another thing that they allowed. They said, it's all right for you uh, to uh, roll with the original set of prints that you did, even though they're past 30 days. So when will the new licenses be granted or when will the approvals come out and then when will they be licensed? So there's a couple uh, things to cover here. Um, one is that for the applications that are due today, uh, Craft Grow, Transport, Infusion, those were supposed to be awarded on July 1st based on a March 15th uh, turn-in date. Um, we simply don't know when they're going to be able to turn these around and actually award the licenses. Um, as of right now, it's meant to be uh, July 15th, and until they tell us otherwise, that's, that's the date. Um, but similarly, tomorrow was meant to be the day where the uh, IDFPR um, released 75 new dispensary um, licenses. And yesterday, they announced that they put that on an indefinite hold. Um, they haven't given us uh, any solid dates as to when we can expect those licenses to come out. Uh, what we do know is that uh, once the lockdown is finally over in Illinois, at that point, they'll assess the situation and provide some guidance. For out-of-staters, the lockdown in Illinois is supposed to end uh, on May 31st at this point. So um, we're looking for a, a, at least a month's delay at this point. So when they start with the new infusers and the new craft growers, will that change the demographics very much in Illinois uh, on the production side? I want it to, that's <laughs> for sure. I know that the social equity component is a, a critical part of granting the licenses to new uh, users. 
And I know that the Pritzker administration remains committed to creating this legal cannabis industry that reflects the diversity of Illinois residents. And so what we want is that the diversity of the residents will be reflected in the the awardees for the licenses, and they too will have greater representation of our population. So since the craft growers are producing small amounts, even if we get 40 new small entities as craft growers, what will be the total effect, do you think? Will it maybe turn, maybe 20% of all production in Illinois might be craft? produced or will it still be dominated by, you know, even larger domination by uh, large producers? Craft grower, the craft growing license here in Illinois is identical to a cultivation center license except for scale. So you can grow cannabis, you can extract oil from cannabis, you can also do infusion um, uh, without an infuser's license. It's rolled into what's considered craft grow. You can do all those activities. You are, however, limited to 5,000 square feet of canopy. That's how much cannabis you can grow, whatever you can fit in that 5,000 square feet of canopy space. Um, the large cultivation centers can go as high as 210,000 square feet of canopy. And so if you look at 40 new craft growers maxed out at 5,000 square feet, we've basically added one more large right. class craft grower. Um, now, there is a provision in the current regulations that if supplies in the state are still constrained, that in 2,000 square foot increments, the state can increase uh, craft growers' size if they request it as high as 14,000 square feet total per craft grow license. So they can expand, but it's, we're still going to come up pretty short on uh, supply even after the second round of these licenses are issued a year from now. So they're going to issue 40 new ones, new craft grower licenses. How many people do you think are applying? How many applications will be submitted this time around? It's kind of anybody's guess, um, but there, uh, there was a rumor uh, going around for people who are in sort of the application writing and consulting business, um, which, is, which is part of what we do, um, that just before the most recent extension, a few days before, someone was in touch with the Department of Agriculture and that they had reported that there had only been a hundred or so applications put in, which is really, really, really small. Um, and I don't know if they were just referring to craft grow or across all three different licenses. However, um, if I had to guess for craft grow, because transportation is not a um, competition, there's no limit on transportation license. So that could kind of skew numbers if you lump them all together. But if we were to talk craft grow and infuser, um, I would venture to guess that you're probably going to see between 400 and 500 applications uh, for each one of those classes. Um, so each one of those 400 to 500 going after um, 40 licenses, so about a one in 10 chance. And these applications are more involved too than the adult use that were submitted earlier this year. So I think that you will see people weeding out, I mean, pun intended there, but you will definitely see, um, it, it takes more wherewithal to get these completed. And, and Sparky can address that more specifically because he knows the, the details and the nuts and bolts 
of these two applications compared with the dispensary ones from earlier in the year. We're expecting 75 new dispensary licenses too. Where will those be located or how will they be distributed around the state? Uh, There seems to be a lot of demand, at least in uh, Cook and Lake County for um, services. Will we be getting a lot more up here in Northern Illinois or will they be distributed more uh, geographically fairly across the state? But in those areas where the communities were over-policed and otherwise disadvantaged from prior laws on the books with regard to marijuana. So they're trying to open that up as well and bring the opportunities to communities that previously did not have them and were uh, bearing a greater proportion of the negative aspects of that policing activity. Euphemisms aside, does that mean more in Chicago? I can say in raw numbers, the way the licensure is distributed in the state is that they used uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has these regions, these BLS regions, and it breaks up the state, and I forget how many there are, I apologize. But basically what they did is they put X number of licenses in every region, and basically you have a vast majority of the regions are going to have two dispensaries. Uh, some of the larger population areas, like uh, around Springfield, I think there's going to be three. Um, but in the Chicago land area, there's 47. So everybody is gunning for the Chicago land area because that's where a majority of the population is. But there will be uh, dispensaries spread across the state, uh, not dissimilar to what we have with the medical program. But there will definitely be a concentration uh, in the Chicago land area. Okay. Um, so with more producers, more infusers, and more dispensaries, will pricing drop in Illinois, or will it be largely unaffected? It will not be affected for the foreseeable future. Um, The the prices in in Chicago, even on the medical side, are high, and they're high because we do not have enough supply. To put this into perspective, um, here in Illinois, we have about 12 and a half million folks, give or take. Uh, Colorado has around six million, maybe six and a quarter. Um, in Colorado, they have um, 700 cultivation licenses and they have 600 dispensary licenses. Uh, when we're done, we're going to have 22 large scale cultivators, 100 craft cultivators. We'll have 100 infusers um, and we'll have uh, what, 185 or no, 300 total, 300 dispensaries total in the state. Um, and if you look at the licenses for cultivation compared to the ones here, if you look at the total square feet of possible canopy, you're looking at Colorado with about six million, uh, five or six million uh, square feet of canopy. When we're fully maxed out, including the 14,000 square foot max on those craft grow licenses, we'll be at about six to seven million square feet for double the population. And I didn't even mention that 85 million people go in and out of O'Hare every year not including, again, Midway. We've got a lot of tourism. We're going to be short on cannabis for a very long time, which means the prices are going to stay right where they're at for the foreseeable future. I think that wraps it up for today. Um, Thank you for your time, Carrie. Sparky. Thanks, Tom. Great speaking with you Thanks very much, Tom. We love coming in. We're speaking with you again soon, and uh, we'll watch the cannabis markets grow in their constrained way. Uh, And thank you for listening. Again, this is Tom Thompson for John Lothian News.